0: Hello, hello everybody. Welcome back to Thanks for Your Concern. You're
1: here with Berenice. And I'm Ella. Another week. (laughs) Yes, another week. A little, there's some sunshine coming into my office right now where I'm recording. It's making me in a good mood. We're not till like the winter fall scaries here quite yet.
0: I'm ready for fall. I don't know if it's because it's literally I got like the hottest fucking summer in New York but I like I'm ready for some breeze. I'm ready to get my sweater weather on. I'm ready for change.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna be nice, especially fall in New York. You guys got some trees out there. We got a lot of trees here. But you guys got some trees.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, uh, not really not not a lot going on about the trees. But you know, I am trying to embrace embrace change because I'm fed the fuck up. I'm trying to quit my job. Like, let's be real. So last night I was like, I got to get out. I got to get out. I will do whatever it takes. I was going to wait a little bit to get a new job just because I have a good, (laughs) like, remote situation going. But I was yeah. like, I just can't do this anymore. So I made some matcha at like 10 p.m. And I was like, let's get on LinkedIn. And I started applying to like, I don't know, probably like 25 jobs last night. I got a call today. Mm-hmm. I got an interview this morning. And I was like, wow, when you embrace change, things just happen for you. Will I be taking I love that, that. job? And I- probably not. <laughs> But you know, but it's, it's, it's
1: just honestly the practice and getting yourself out there is good. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's a really good story that goes along with our theme today, which is just like rolling with the punches. We're gonna give some like concrete shit here today. We're gonna talk about rolling with the punches when life yeah, gets yeah. you down what you should do. <laughs> And kind of share some of our experiences. This weekend, like, as a little update for me, there was, like, torrential rain. Like, I'm telling you, like, the rain was coming down, like, monsoon season in the Caribbean. Like, literally, it was pouring sheets of rain. And I had to, like, go get something. And it was, like, time sensitive. So I was like, okay, I'm going to have to go out in this motherfucking rain. And I went out in the rain. And a car splashed a huge wave of water on me. It's literally pouring down rain. I've literally was soaked. And I was like, you know what? It's been a while since I've walked in the rain. Smelling that rain smell. And I was like, my life low-key might be a movie. Like, this always happens to the main character, right? And then... About five minutes later, the sun comes out. There's a rainbow. And then at first I was like, oh, fuck, I should have just waited like five minutes and then I wouldn't have to be soaking wet. And then I was like, but I got to enjoy the rain.
0: Seattle rain and New York rain are very different. Seattle rain is like cute. It's like green. Like it doesn't feel like dirty. But yeah. New York rain, like I I stay indoors because I have in the past, like tried to go out in the rain and you just get like a foot in like 20 inches of a puddle and you just know that like you need to go wash your feet right away or you're gonna get like hepatitis like
1: it's disgusting oh my god that's so funny so we you know it's just the perspective you know what i'm saying
0: it's all about perspective really
1: are we ready to get into the episode yeah Alright, so we're gonna do rolling with the punches. Basically, when life just gets you down, I know that this has been pretty a difficult year for everybody, but even before this year, I know that people can definitely relate to when you feel like nothing's going right. And we just kind of want to talk about that and share our experience and then give you like tips and tricks, because I think there's definitely things you can do to improve any situation.
0: Right. There's been times in my life where it gets a little overwhelming. Okay. I'm pretty Mm -hmm. good at dealing with adversity, I would call it, because that's just life, you know, like coming here undocumented, like there's struggles that go on. There's details like that go into paying for college for just literally my mental health that in the past have like piled on and I have been in like a state of depression where I felt literally hopeless. But I think the biggest thing is how you deal with it really, like, speaks to your character.
1: I feel like just in life, obviously, there's people who are dealt a more difficult hand than others, you know? Mm. And I know that there's a lot of people who have gone through way worse things than I have and, like, overcome a lot of different uh, adversity. And, like, shout out to you. If you're, like, listening to this and you're thinking, I can relate to when nothing is going right and everything is going wrong, just know that there's a lot more people that are with you in that experience. And I know it can feel really lonely because it's only happening to you, but people have had similar situations.
0: Absolutely. And sometimes I feel like you can be in bad situations or situations that are challenging. And if you're not surrounded by the right people, it can be really difficult. And sometimes you feel like just because somebody's there doesn't mean that that is the right person. I will say that. I think, like, mm-hmm. there, there's people around that, like, when you're going through some stuff, may appear as if that's your support system but if they're not actually supporting you in any way shape or form they're just kind of there because I feel like when I was going through a lot I was like oh my friends are my family whatever but like looking back at it like some of like my quote-unquote friends were really just like my drinking buddies who were also really depressed and going through stuff and instead of like empowering each other and like Mm -hmm. helping each other We would just be coping like through drinking and really like not benefiting anything else, but like just feeding our cycle of depression.
1: Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I know I was thinking about this episode and being like, oh, God, like if I would go back, I think I would probably stop drinking. That probably would have helped out my situation just with anxiety and depression levels. I definitely know that now. But like, yeah, it's definitely like one of those things where, especially the college atmosphere we had, it was more like, it sucks to suck, let's drink about it. Definitely now, that's probably not what I would recommend. I wouldn't recommend drinking about your adversities. But yeah, that's a really good piece of advice that I (laughs) hadn't really thought of. (laughs) I want to talk about a little bit more is about like, I think that what really helped me is realizing what are you going through that might be temporary versus what is just what it is. The only reason I really made it through college was there was an end post there. You know, like I really was like, okay, like I'm going to have to really grind and work a lot, not sleep a lot and be tired. But this is very temporary. This is like a three year problem. I think that really helped. And then the other side of that is that my dad used to say this thing like it is what it is. And it usually it used to fucking piss me off because I'm like, that's not a real answer. But now that I'm an adult, I kind of get it more. I'm like, oh, yeah. So there's just certain situations in life where like it is what it is and you cannot really change it. So you kind of have to just let go of that part of your life. Just sometimes shitty things happen and shitty things happen to good people.
0: I think with that is feel like when you're going through a lot of things I think there's lack of control in your life where you're like you literally feel like you don't have a grasp on anything you don't have control on anything so figuring out things that you can control mm-hmm. um, in your life like the way that you respond to it your actions surrounding the issue like if the actions are going against you say like self-destructive behavior or like your your actions are not in any way a solution to the problem let's say you're in a financial pickle. And instead of like taking the time to kind of like sit and figure out a plan on how you're going to deal with that, you like say, oh, I need like retail therapy. Like <laughs> That's like that yeah. may be a very like small in the moment solution and gratification. But then you're, you're actually also spending money. So it's like that's not helping you in any way. And I think like in the long run, that's going to end up adding like more stress onto the situation.
1: Yeah, I totally agree what you're talking about. And like what I think what really helped me the most when I got out of st- sticky situations is realizing like what I can change and making like a game plan to change them. You can do this thing called like the five whys to get to the core of the issue. So sometimes I'd just be feeling so stressed and anxious and I would literally have, like, panic attacks, right? But then sitting down and being like, why am I so anxious? And sometimes it would be like, because I don't have enough time to do everything. Why don't I have enough time? I have too much on my plate. What can I do about that? I'm going to have to... not do something, right? And I dropped the sorority and there was a lot of reasons for that. But one of the main reasons is like, I literally just did not have the time. And when I looked at my life on what was making me the most stressed out, that was one of the really big ones because there was a pretty big time commitment. And if the time commitment wasn't met, there was financial you had to pay fines for not coming to things it was so stupid um once I eliminated that from my life I was like oh okay wow that was a huge weight lifted off my shoulders yeah so just sitting down and like making an action plan on like what you can control and like what you can change and break it down into attainable steps because saying like I want to change my whole fucking life well that's a lot that's a big <laughs> thing to tackle versus okay, hey, I'm gonna sit down and make a budget to figure out where my money's going so that I'm not stressed out all the time about do I have enough money?
0: Yeah, and I think like pre-pandemic me, I was feeling like that. I didn't really like my job. Obviously, the pandemic was like a really humbling experience, gave me some perspective. But, you know, I made a plan. I was like, I want to move to New York. Like, I know I want a different job. And now I'm like going through those motions, but like definitely creating kind of like an action plan to your success is kind of a necessity. I think... Think also with that a lot of people are like really not happy with their jobs and we did talk about this about like Mm -hmm. knowing your worth in another episode but realizing that sometimes I think people feel indebted to their jobs because I don't personally I don't feel indebted to my job okay but I know that some people do feel indebted to their jobs yeah but I mean Ella has said this before if you died they would replace you in a matter of fucking days And I hold that truth every day. I'm like, I am replaceable. It's not like they're going to cry if I'm fucking gone. So do what you need to do for you. And I think like when there's a lot of things that are going on that are piling on and piling on, and it seems like a lot, a job can be like a number one stress factor Yeah, just because everything depends on your, like a job is money, a job is stability a job is security, a job is reputation, some people their job is part of their identity
1: it's also, it's just a big part of your life like if you think about, mm. you break up your week, work is a big one with. and um, our friend recently got a new job and they were just talking about how different the culture was and how much better their job was and how they wish they had left their old job sooner, I just think that that's a lot of people's reality
0: one of the most difficult things for me when I was dealing with some heavy was knowing when to ask for help, have it be pride, have it be the fact that I wanted to be independent. I don't know, whatever. It was really difficult for me to ask for fucking help, even though I felt like I was yeah. drowning, like suffocating. Like I would wake up in the mornings and like be t- like, you know, it's just tired. Like you just don't see the point of the day. You're just like Ugh, another fucking yeah. day. And, like, looking back, I was, like, really fucking sad because I was, like – I was very, very young. Young, sad girl. But now being, like, a lot happier of a person – I can really reflect on like areas where I was like, I wish I would have asked for help a little earlier. It's also difficult to see, I think, like people who genuinely want to help you and not judge you. I know that everyone's situation is a little different. People have different types of support systems. But if you have people in your life that are in your life unconditionally, those people want to help you. And yeah. maybe we can't offer monetary support, but by you letting them know what's going on, and if they offer their support, then you're able to see how they're able to offer their support or literally it could just be somebody that checks in on you to see how you're doing because dealing with things on your own, like gets really heavy. If you're able to go to therapy, obviously, like that's amazing. I know that therapy is not accessible for everybody, but dealing with the emotions as they're happening, I didn't realize how important it was because I remember being probably the most depressed I ever was for like a year. And I i just kept going, you know, you just keep going, you just keep going, yeah. you have school, you have so many things that I never really like processed everything that was happening until a year later, I like started getting anxiety attacks. Like I developed an anxiety disorder. I was like... It was like the aftermath of everything that I had just like dealt with and Mm -hmm. bottled up. But I was like so busy and never had time to really look through it that I like developed so many fucking things where if I had just taken the time to be like, I'm going through this thing. Let me just take a minute to journal about this, to figure out like how Mm -hmm. I'm feeling about this, to tell somebody how I'm feeling about this. I think that would have been really beneficial.
1: Well, a lot of people talk about self-care and it's kind of because of capitalism. It's been like monetized into like buying things for yourself or like right. doing this idea treat, the treat other. yourself, treat yourself. Which honestly, A you bit know, ton. yeah. Honestly, sometimes within reason, I think that's totally fine. But what I think is even more important is like just take some time to decompress. And like I think about sometimes like. Before I went to university, I was working legitimately three jobs. I was working like 80 hours a week, making like nine motherfucking dollars an hour because that was what minimum wages was at the time. And I literally had no fucking time to process what I was going through, which I think made me stay in a very unhealthy situation for way longer than I would have if I had taken time to sit down and think about what's going on. Why am I feeling this way? what can i change and it doesn't have to be like a whole day like or but just taking like even 15 or 20 minutes to just sit down with yourself and figure out what works for you journaling really works for me but also reading or even going on a walk or having a workout can work out for other people but really sit down and do that self-care where you just give yourself some time to feel emotions And that's not always easy. Sometimes emotions can be really, really intense. And that's why we're literally running away from them. But in the long run, taking the time can really help you.
0: You don't know how many things are on your mind until you're truly alone. And like there's silence. Mm -hmm. I... The turnaround for me after my depressive period was just, like, I genuinely wanted things to change. I think I was, like, embracing change. I was welcoming, like, positive things into my life and, like, ending negative things in my life. And I just remember, like, telling myself, okay, for spring break, like, um, I think Ella was going out of town. I came back. I was, like, by myself for maybe, like, four days. And I basically cried for four days, okay? And, mm. like, I was unwell. for. I was probably, like... I was sad girl hours for four days. But then after those four days, I was a reborn virgin, okay? Not, not quite. But, you know, I, I, I felt like I had finally given myself a little bit of time mm-hmm. to process what the fuck was going on. And when you unplug that, it's like a... <gasps> it's a big yeah. moment. It's a good moment. Something that I do want to talk about that I think... I've been thinking about is sometimes when we're going through some things in our lives, when we're messy, depressing, there are partners or boys, girls, whoever the fuck you're seeing and dating that may be toxic, but because we are sad and we need companionship as just like a human thing, we let things slide. And I think like, I've seen this like with myself, I've seen this with other people that I'm like, oh my god, you're so great of a person and I can't believe like he just got you so sideways, like he just told you the nastiest thing. But because like you're in a bad place and you want somebody to be there for you to comfort you, even if it's like only for a little bit of time, you like take what you can get. And like I have done this before. Mm -hmm. So like no shade given to anybody. But like looking back, like I wish that because in a way that was adding to my to my cycle of like of sadness, like I would be I would I would have somebody over Like who I who I genuinely thought I liked at the time, but Mm it really was just a toxic relationship. He would hear about the things that were going on in my life that were bad. He would offer me like a day of comfort. And then he would fucking ghost me because he was a fuckboy. Yeah. And I think that now looking back, like the things that he said to me, how insecure I felt about myself, how little I felt about myself. And I just can't believe, like, I allowed somebody to do that just because, like, I was so sad and I was, like, in need of companionship and, like, intimacy and affection.
1: I think that's pretty natural. Sometimes cliche things do make sense. Like, when they're, like, you have to be okay with you before you accept somebody else into your life. and. I really wish I would have done a lot more work on myself in between my breakup with my ex and like going into college. Like, I hit the ground running, and I really wish I would have taken some time to chill the fuck out and figure out like,
0: (laughs) do some soul searching. Doing some
1: soul searching. And, like, honestly, like, for me, like, that was definitely like a high and a low at the same time. I don't think I realized how low I was because, in Perspective of what was before I That was a high But now looking back it's like I really wish that I would have taken the time to figure out like what went wrong, because I feel like I was figuring out what went wrong as I was in, like introducing new people into my life. And that caused like a lot of panic. Um, So I would say that just take your time to be by yourself when when it comes to anything. And when anything something happens into your life, it's okay not to be okay. But I think it's best for you to take the time I think a lot of us like want to be like on to the next thing and move forward and be like look I'm doing so much better like I don't even give a fuck about them and shit like that but really it's like "Mm, well you haven't fixed your problems or healed (laughs) from your last thing
0: healing takes a really long time like I think healing takes more time than you think healing is gonna take and I mean years yeah
1: also you don't Healing is never really, like, done. This week I had something, like, semi... Well, anyway, something happened in the news that was, like, kind of triggering. And I didn't really realize that it was still a trigger to me. And it made me think about, like, maybe I need to go... Like, I've kind of dealt with this through therapy, but maybe I need to fucking check back in about this thing, this specific issue. And so I think that's okay. And I think that people, we are all, like, full of trauma and we just need time to heal. So give yourself that time to heal because... It might be five, six, seven, ten years later and you think you're over something and then something happens. You're like, oh shit, maybe I have a little bit of something residual that I still need to work on and that's okay.
0: It's annoying, I know, because you're like, I thought I was over that year sicko and it sneaks back in.
1: And it could be. And like, I think sometimes when we have emotions around a person and this can be like through your family or your friends, it might not have to do with them and just because that situation still upsets you doesn't mean that like you're like oh my god why am i so hung up on this person you might not be hung up on the person you might not have just dealt with the trauma or the response that your body has because of that situation i think sometimes people beat themselves up for like not overcoming adversity but like I probably wouldn't be able to be where I'm at today without literally professional help. So
0: (laughs) (laughs) So literally, like, I think today, you know, you sometimes think you're over something and you know, you're not. But today, I just like, I realized like a new layer of like, things that went in my life that I was just like, well, I forgave that person a long time ago. But as of today, I have refound emotions that like maybe I blocked it out. I don't know. what. Yeah. I don't know what happened. But I will never forget how I felt in that moment when they like told me something like when the trauma occurred. <laughs> it, just, it happens. I, I, yeah, it, it was literally like it wasn't even like a mental response. Like, Maybe I was just working out, and it came out of a place in my body where I was holding that tension for five years. I don't know. It'd be wild, in yeah. On the on the flip side, if you're having like a really wonderful uh, time in your life, uh, check in on your hobbies. They might not be having a wonderful That's a good time. One. And if you know they're not having a wonderful time. Like, I, the best way anyone has ever reached out has just been like, hey, you know, I know that you're going through some stuff. Um, Like, I love you. I want to I want you to know I'm here for you. How can I support you? And like, when you say that people will either, are either going to let you in or they're not going to let you in. But at least you let them know that yeah. you are there. And when they're ready, they can come and they can talk to you or... And, and I would say that do that genuinely, like if you don't actually mean that, like if you don't want them to hit you up about their shit, don't yeah. say that. But <laughs> if you, yeah, I guess I know sometimes it's hard. Sometimes, honestly, when you're in a bad place, like helping other people is a lot.
1: <laughs> it is. Like, yeah. Your emotional cup is just about to overflow with your own stuff. I totally get that. Um, Leaving yeah. on like a happy note, too, is in high school middle school high school was really difficult for me for because of my like home situation and my twitter bio was this is just the beginning of my true hollywood story and that used to like get me through stuff so much i think that especially if you're younger there's a lot of things you cannot change because you're not the ruler of your life And so what I'm realizing now that that was just like a mantra for me to pursue, keep going, overcome, realize that there is so much more to life than my current situation. So maybe that mantra will not work for you but find your mantra that you can just return to about that things will get better this is only temporary because it, you just gotta keep yourself going because it's not easy and you know if you are listening to this and you're like oh my god these bitches are like <laughs> on one on one no i was gonna say like if the, oh my god i totally know what, what i've been through this before i'm going <laughs> through this i know that like covid has put people in a very difficult position or you've had to spend a lot of time with yourself and maybe some feelings are coming up that you're not used to just find your mantra that you can return to when things are really bad
0: i will say that i knew ella was a real one slash bff material when she hit me with that one Mm -hmm. i don't know if it was because we've both been through like a bunch of random weird situations in our lives but i i have i have ran with that i have taken that every single time something happens i'm like you know what I guess fine. This is just my True Life documentary. Like I'll just, this will be make a really interesting documentary someday. Like they'll just, it it'll just be great. Like, have you ever watched T V Aoki's True Life documentary? Exactly. That shit's pretty good, okay? Exactly. So if anything, it's adding some character. It's adding some spice. Sometimes when I, my favorite is when I open up to people. So I've been meeting a lot of people in New York. Sometimes yeah, I just open up about things about my life and they're like, you know, that's so interesting because when I like first encountered you, I didn't think there'd be this many layers to you. <laughs> I was like, thank you.
1: The reason I also like it's the beginning of my true Hollywood story is that I kind of think of people that are successful and they have all faced adversity. It's pretty much like a human norm. Like everyone has do- dealt with something that they're either currently dealing with or have dealt with, a situation that they had to overcome. And like it kind of like human, it just makes me feel more human, more normal than that's all you know because everyone's gone through something so if you need someone to reach out to my instagram is always open my
0: plug of the week goes to the healing body shop on instagram it's exotic herbal herbal skincare so it's black owned and essentially it's just like um skincare made with like organic uh, natural ingredients um, tested on all humans all skin types all ages made by herbalist of six plus years green honest skincare uh, check them out they have a bunch of stuff and they have been trying to pop off their instagram so go support them
1: so my plug of the week is someone that i found on the interwebs and it's at razor laser customs and you can find their shop at razor com and they just have some pretty cool i don't know how they have like i would say witchy anime spooky vibes would be well i would describe them like they don't have like it's like if you're into like D or witchcraft or anime this might be a shop that you want to check out and yeah the small business so again that's at razor laser customs and you can find them on instagram tiktok all that jazz awesome those are the plugs of the week (laughs) thanks for listening we'll see you
0: next week as always please subscribe follow rate us on apple podcast And follow us on Instagram at things number four, your concern. And my personal Instagram is Berenice DSM.
1: And I'm at tutor. Toodles.
0: Bye.